I was trying to think of a Christmassy carolly way of saying it because we are now in in December time. So it's or very Christmas. Because you, Chris, you do it again. <laughs> you do it again. I didn't catch it the first time. Hang on. Here's some bells. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. 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 All right. I got. Okay. When I say go, I can't hear your bells. Oh, can you, can you not hear that? No, I hear my bells. Not really, no. Oh, forget the bells. The bells are the bells are off. You need the last thing I shake, 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 shake. I was trying to come with, you know, like a kind of, you know, reindeer and Christmassy <laughs> sound as the backdrop to <laughs> the, the recording in, in progress line. <laughs> recording in progress. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. There you go. Right. Great start. It's a great start. Right. So we're going to get straight into the quiz today. Christmas is approaching. I've got a mince pie here and a glass of wine. Oh. Should be mulled wine, but it's not quite mulled wine. I have, I did have that mulled wine weeks ago. That's so, yeah. very fancy. I've just got a water with a bit of ice. <laughs> that's that's about it. <laughs> that's because you're rushing around. I have been rushing straight around. Straight from work and God knows yes. what else. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, are you ready for the quiz? I am. Come on then. Let's do it. What do you think the quiz is going to be on? Oh, well, I, I think I know. Go on. I'm guessing it's martial arts. Oh, that's a good one, but no. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> that would have been a good one, though, I have to say. It would have been good for no, me. <laughs> it's, well, obviously, the films we're reviewing today are Karate Kid and Napoleon, uh, Napoleon as well. I need forgot that one, Napoleon. And in those films we've had, we've got Ralph Macheo plays Karate Kid and Yakim Phoenix's brother, River Phoenix, I would say probably were one of the original Brat Packs esque. So I'm going with a Brat Pack esque. In fact, I'm going to go with a, a Ralph Macheo and a, a Yakim Phoenix thing. Okay. Today. Okay. Just say now, I don't feel calm. I only know two films apart from The Karate Kid, including The Karate Kid. I only know two All right, films okay. that he's been in. Okay. So round one, ding, ding. The Outsiders was Ralph Macchio's earlier films where it was a rivalry between two gangs, the Greasers and the Socks. The film also starred Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe and Emilio Estevez, the original Brat Pack, all the way through Brat Pack member. And which other actor is in this film that's a high flyer, likes to do his own stunts and has done some shaking but is never stirred? It's Tom Cruise. Yes. Very good. Did you like my... Uh... I did. That's The thing is, that's the only <laughs> other film I know of, of Ralph Macchio. So as soon as you said that... The Outsiders. Thought, this yeah. is going to be Tom Cruise. I know this uh, one. There you go. How many Karate Kid movies did Ralph Macchio perform in? Three? Yep. Very good. That's two out of two. In 1984 to 1989, he released three of those and, and then recently in Cobra Kai as well. Uh, what was Yakin Phoenix's name in earlier films as a child? Oh, man, that's a good question. Oh, we were talking about this, I think, not too long ago. They all had strange names, didn't they? Well, um, there was River. Leaf. Is it Leaf? It is Leaf, yes. Oh. Do you know what their last name is? Oh, I don't think... a reason why they changed their name. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know the surname. It's Bottom. Bottom is, is their really? surname. Yeah, the real surname is Bottom. Imagine if your name is Leaf Bottom. Leaf Bottom. <laughs> or River Bottom. River Bottom. I, well, actually, Yakin is his real 
birth name. But so he uh, was Whacking Bottom. He won, yeah. But yeah, he changed to become Leaf Bottom. Yeah. Or did he just change straight away? No, he went to Leaf, La- Phoenix. Leaf Phoenix. Okay, Leaf Phoenix. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, name the film one Leaf Phoenix starred alongside Diane Weist as his mum, Martha Plimpton as his sister, and Keanu Reeves as his brother-in-law. We have reviewed this. Yeah, one. I know. I know we've reviewed. One of my. One of my. Yeah, favorites. I think. I think it's Parenthood. It is Parenthood. Well it done. Is. Yakim won an Oscar and a BAFTA in 2019 for which film? Joker. Du, 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 du. Yes. Well done. Joker two coming out soon as well with Lady Gaga. I saw. No. Yeah. As Harley yeah. Quinn, I think. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that is the quiz, and I think you've got all but one. Which did right. I get wrong? Oh, of course, I didn't get the bottom. You I didn't, didn't get Phoenix bottom. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, it's no. Well, that's actually, right. you did thought. get it right. You did get it right because the question was around Leaf. So oh, why did you get five out of five then? Yeah, you did. Well done. I think that's the first time, isn't it? That any it of us the first got... time. Absolutely. Either of us have got it. Yeah. So they're very Whoa. good. What should we go for first? Then should we do the oldie? Yes, let's do the oldie, seeing as we've been talking about Karate Kid. Wax um, on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. That's right. So Karate Kid, this came out in 1984, directed by John G. Avildsen, who also directed Rocky. That's probably what he's best known for, for before this. He went on to direct Karate Kid 2 and 3, written by Robert Mark Kamen, who also wrote this and the other two Karate Kid films, and the 2010 movie, and Cobra Kai. So the writer here has been attached to most of the franchise. And the film stars, of course, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue. For anyone who was listening to the last podcast, I called Pat Paul. So I apologise. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The Karate Kid. So this is the story of Daniel LaRusso, played by Ralph Macchio, who's the teenager who moves with his mum to a new town and finds himself bullied by the local karate champion, Johnny. Johnny is the kind of stereotypical troubled teen, arrogant, he's aggressive, clearly crying out for help. And he's the leader of a gang of kind of misfits, outcasts who are drawn to um, Johnny's charisma and kind of leadership. And they're part of the Cobra Kai Dojo, which is a local karate school run by the strict militant-like teacher crease johnny's ex-girlfriend ali played by a young elizabeth shoe takes a shine to daniel when he turns up after he first stands up to johnny at a beach party which provides more ammunition for johnny to bully him so daniel seeks out the help of mr miyagi played by pat marati who's the maintenance man of the block of flats he lives in with his mum, and he looks out for daniel without him really knowing very nice guy, turns out by chance to be a martial arts master. And when witnessing um, the bullying Daniel's been receiving and actually having to interject in one encounter, he agrees to train him. So to start with, Daniel's training is pretty monotonous. Uh, he gets him cleaning cars, the, the very famous wax on, wax off. He's really basically spends ages training his mind before he actually gets him into the kind of the grueling physical training. And with his guidance, he learns not just karate, but also discipline and confidence and respect. So as his skills improve, he gains the courage to stand up to Johnny and the gang. And the tension between them culminates in this big karate tournament where Daniel and Johnny face off in a nail-biting final face match. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just going to hand straight over to you, Sarah, on this one. Yeah, um, I have to say, I hardly recognised Elizabeth Shue. She looks so young and so different, didn't she? And I have to be honest, I did have a small crush on Ralph Macchio when I was younger. And Elizabeth Shue was also the love interest in, in Cocktail with Tom Cruise. So there is a connection there between Ralph Macchio and, and Elizabeth Shue already. If we were to do that, the old quiz that we used to run with the connections, Tom Cruise would be the one. I couldn't remember, actually, most of this film. I can't remember the last time I watched it. It was Ali and Daniel. I didn't realise how they got together. I couldn't remember the connection between her and the meanie Johnny, played by William Zabka. I have to be honest, I think there's a lot of similarities between Rocky and this film. It's, it's, it's really a training movie. It's it's kind of, you've got the underdog who becomes a champion, really, and it's exactly the same thing. It's just done by a child instead and with martial arts instead of boxing, I guess. So there are some similarities there. The film kind of washed over me quite nicely, to be honest. It was a kind of sun, good Sunday afternoon film. Watched it on Sky TV. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's not the most groundbreaking film, but it went on to make many other films, as you as you know, the three with Ralph Macchio, and then obviously we had oh, what's Will Smith's son's name? Jaden Smith, that's it. Who went on to do a Karate Kid movie as well? And you know, Karate Kid, you know, really roughly what you're going to get. You're going to get an underdog and becomes champion. Is bullied. It's kind of similar theme, isn't it, with the new one as it was with the old one as well. And I, I remember the new one more recently because I've watched it more recently. But got a lot of factoids actually from um, IMDb, which I'm going to rattle off to you. And there's loads more on this. So Pat Morita, who is Mr. Miyagi, was nominated for an Oscar for this film. For a sort of big blockbuster movie, I was quite surprised by that. I was very surprised when I, when I learned yeah. that. It doesn't seem to me to be an Oscar-worthy performance. No, well... But his yeah, character, it's... I guess, it's quite an unusual character. And he was a comedian, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah I was associated. Was he in Gremlins as well? Not sure about that. This was also released a year after Outsiders, which um, Ralph Macchio was in. And he's 22 when he filmed Karate Kid. He looks about 15, 16, doesn't he? And I think the crew were quite surprised. The yellow 1948 Ford Super Deluxe car with the in the wax on, wax off scene, which Mr. Miyagi uh, gave to Daniel for his birthday, was actually given to Ralph Macchio by the producer. And he still owns it, apparently, which is great. Pat Morita designed the bonsai logo as well, seen on Daniel's robes, or G, I think it's called, or Guy, which is the name of the karate uniform. William Zabaka had no prior karate experience before this film as well. And does he remind you of Malfoy in, in the Harry Potter movies? I wonder if J.K. Rowling had a kind of inspiration for, from this film. <laughs> she could have done, you never know. Elizabeth Shue was studying at Harvard whilst making this film. Ralph Macchio was named his son, called Daniel in real life. And then Daniel LaRusso was nearly played by Clint Eastwood's son, Kyle Eastwood. And then when Clint heard that his son hadn't got the role, he removed any Coca-Cola products from his movie set in protest because Coca-Cola actually owned Columbia Studios at the time, which I was surprised by. And then there was actually, in the last scene an actual karate competition going on in the background to make it look realistic. So there are some factoids for you from this film. There are many, many more on IMDb, but there's some of the interesting ones I found out. I've got nothing more to say about the film. It is what it is. It's a good classic 80s movie. And yes, my heart was with Ralph Macchio at the time when it came out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Another factoid that I, I remember reading yeah. was that because Ralph Macchio was quite scrawny, he is. He it, is for for someone who's you know a karate champion or ends up being karate champion. So in the fight scenes, if you look at his outfit, his uniform, as it were, yeah, he wears long sleeves because they didn't want to show his scrawny arms. Whereas <laughs> All of the others are all beefed up. Yeah. Oh, right. Didn't realize that. Um, yeah, he also got hit and hurt in one of the scenes because he actually, I think, one yes. of the scenes in, in that scene, last scene, I think he got hit That's when right. Mr. Miyagi was trying to save him. Yeah. He got hit in the process as well. I was expecting something that was going to be a bit more daft and cheesy than it actually was. I actually thought Ralph Macchio was really good in that role. When I say good, I mean as the teenage kid with a bit of attitude. I forgot that he was actually quite a confident character. He's a lovely kid. He was He's such a, a sweet kid. boy. He reminds me of my son, actually, who's quite scrawny <laughs> and uh, tall and scrawny and got a nice personality as well. I like to oh. say that, obviously. I'm slightly <laughs> biased there, of course, because he is my son. <laughs> and I, a bit like you, it was one of those films that's so easy to watch. It kind of washes over you. You know where it's going. You know what it's going to do. Mm. But mm. I, I must admit, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a better film than I was expecting. The only thing that I actually found slightly disappointing, but this is, I think, because you hold so many memories to films like this when you're growing up and it's such a long time ago. I haven't watched this since I watched it probably for the first time. And so that whole build up to the crane kit at the very end. In my mind, that was a massive deal. It was a big scene that really built up. And I thought there was going to be more of a, or just more of a longer battle leading up to it. I thought so as well, yeah. So when it came to doing it, I thought, oh, he's, he's going to do it. And then he does it. And then it's suddenly, it's just finished. The film I know, finishes. I know, I know. I was like, afterwards. And I was a bit like, hang on, this is kind of, this is a bit I've been really waiting for. I remember this being massive. It's quite amusing in a way. I thought, crikey, yeah. I don't remember it like that. His, um, I have to say his, his training routine was very intense as well. I don't see how he could possibly paint that fence in that way. <laughs> With the wax on, wax off as well with the cars. How he could paint a fence like that in a day is impossible, surely. And I do think I remember this at the time. I did think it was a bit of a stretch that because of the build that he had, that he did end up annihilating everyone in that karate Mm. competition. I mean, I know he got hit a few times, but I remember at the time thinking that, and I I did kind of think that again. It's a nice, wishful story um, with lots of obviously very good life lessons. But that part of it, I thought he couldn't have really... He's just not bulky enough to, to do all that stuff. But he's just not, is he? Come on, no, he's, he's not. not. He's um, not. And I know he's got the skill and he's got the discipline and he's got, you know, Mr. Miyagi teaching him all this stuff. I, I forgot about Elizabeth Shue completely. I didn't even yeah, know she was in the film. Yeah, so when yeah, she so... cropped up, I thought, oh, that's Elizabeth Shue, isn't it? <laughs> but she looks so different, really. teen, Very much a teen, yeah, in it. If he was 22, I don't know how old she was. She was how... probably 18 or 19 or something. How many films from this era because Dirty Dancing is a bit like this, where you've got yeah. a main character, not from the streets, but he's from the other side of town type thing. Yeah. And then you've got the girl who's from a well-to-do family. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a very, very, co- I mean, it's probably common throughout cinema, but I don't know, it seemed to be quite Very prevalent. similar storyline. They know it works. That's, that's do, yeah. the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to give this a seven and a half out of ten. I enjoyed it. 
but it didn't blow my mind like it did probably when I was, I was only eight when this came out. So oh, that's crazy. That's probably why yeah. I thought that fight at the end was way bigger than it was because I was mm. only about that age when I watched it. Mm, yeah i'm gonna give it seven out of ten it was a lot better acted than i thought or well, Lily's ralph machea was a, was a much better actor than, than i had remembered okay so moving on to the mm-hmm. newbie yep so the next film we've got that's out at the cinemas right now and coming to apple tv plus very soon is napoleon directed by ridley scott who has brought us the martian blade runner alien thurman louise gladiator some really big movies and this, I would say, is, is a big epic movie style as well. It's written by David Scraper, who has written the High Castle series in the past. A small number of, of films and TV series, but not anything else that I would say stands out in on IMDb when I looked them up. The film is about the rise and fall of the greatest historic military leader and French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte, played by Joaquin Phoenix, and his love with his adulterous wife, Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby. The film starts with a very aristocratic perspective, seeing the, the peasants, the poor, watching beheading, I believe, of Marie Antoinette, who was married to the King Louis Sixteenth at the time. But I believe they were beheaded for trying to flee France to go to Austria during the French Revolution and they were captured by the revolutionary forces which then abolished the French monarchy. I have to say the film is quite long, <laughs> felt quite long. It's two hours, 38 minutes. And you see Napoleon as a, quite an afraid man. And his courage was was portrayed very well by Phoenix as well. But it really shows his human, you know, you kind of think this great military leader would be, you know, go in there, or guns are blazing. But you could see this sort of afraid man that he was. And on occasions, he, he sort of doubted himself as well. He was very soft on his wife, though, who had umpteen affairs whilst he was out at war, which was in a little bit of a way kind of humorous. But he was absolutely gutted that she would betray him in such a way as well. The details of the film is is immense. It's in line with what Ridley Scott has done before, I would say. And it's probably going to be nominated for Oscars for costume design and cinematography, I would say. Uh, but it lacked, for me, some true connection with the character, uh, Napoleon. I didn't really care for him and his wife that much, I, I would say. But I felt a bit sorry for him, particularly for him at times, when uh, how they mistreated each other. But I'd love to get your thoughts, Rob, on what you thought of over, over all of the film. I thought it was a very handsome-looking film. Like, visually, it's everything you would expect from Ridley Scott. I love the look of it. It had this kind of, not saturated, but muted grade on it, which I thought worked really well. I thought he depicted that whole world very well. The performances, I thought, were very strong. You'd expect that, though, wouldn't you, from Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby? And they do deliver really good performances. The battle scenes were very well done, very brutal, it's almost like a saving private Ryan at times in terms of feeling like you're really, really in amongst it. And again, whilst it's very well done, it's kind of like you expect it from Ridley Scott. And I thought for someone who's not particularly well read on Napoleon and all of the historical events that they very much kind of rifle through in the film, they've got no choice really, trying to pack so much in. He was painted as quite a, an intriguing character. He came across to me as being very petulant and childlike. 
almost like a spoilt child. And he got Josephine. And even like you say, when Josephine is, well, she makes it very clear when they first meet, are you happy that about my past? And he, you know, he kind of says, yes, you know, it doesn't really matter what you've done before. And there is like a classic scene in this where they're both together and she basically gets him to look at her, a uh, part of her and says, have a look at this. Once you've looked at it, you'll never, you'll never yeah. be able to look at anything else again. And it's quite an odd scene. And that was almost... It's a bit basic instinct. <laughs> bit ba- a bit basic instinct. <laughs> and it's weird yeah. because you... It's all just in the looks. You don't see really anything. It's quite strange. And their whole relationship is strange, isn't it? It's mm. turbulent. It's addictive for him. Doesn't matter what she does. She at times doesn't really seem to care much for him. But at the same time, there does seem to be this bond between them, even when he has no choice but to divorce her because she can't bear a child. The scenes when they are kind of together passionately, Let's just say it quite Quirky, kind of pr- primitive and canine. Yeah. It is is it's yeah, yeah. a lot of it is it's quite awkward. It's not necessarily always a comfortable watch. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. And I think you touched on it there. That was a bit problematic, I found, because these two and their relationship and their love story is really what this film is about. And it's kind of like a love story, which is punctuated obviously by his military career and we see two or three of his epic battles but as they say at the end of the film on on screen he fought 61 battles so there's no way they can really cover all that properly no it's very much him going off for a battle him coming back what's going on with josephine he goes off for a battle it's kind of a little bit like that i mean there's more to it and so that relationship is the central narrative and it's like the glue really for the story and i felt that if you didn't buy into that it fell down a bit and I a bit like you I didn't really buy into it and you're right I didn't really care enough I didn't even really care enough actually for Josephine's character in a strange way she was not very nice person was she really no but then but then you could see later on in the film that she did love him and they loved each other that's how it looked anyway they were both very aware and upfront with their shortcomings Mm. and their flaws but regardless of all that, they loved each other. It didn't. Mm. It's almost like it didn't really matter what happened. But I, as much as I understood that, it was such a strange relationship that I found it difficult to warm to, and, yeah, and exactly. kind of properly engage, properly engage with as you kind of need to with a film like this, which which otherwise is really a quick fire plotted history of his mm. rise to power and the battles. There's one yeah. particular battle that's in the trailer, of course, where Napoleon, who's obviously portrayed as this big strategic leader, when he fires his cannons on a iced field and cause absolute mayhem as like this incredible kind of strategic move, which is really impressive to to see and watch. I happen to happen to be watching this film with someone who knew and knows a lot about the history behind it. And he was obviously picking holes in it. But then I suppose it's inevitable, right? You're trying to tell a story of a huge period of time, massive character, massive person in history. You've got to find some angle and and try and work on it just to make it into a decent film that's interesting, historical, but I guess above all, it's got to be kind of entertaining to a degree. So basically, I'm kind of with you, you know, strong performances, looked great, interesting plotted 
history of some of Napoleon's life, but there wasn't quite enough there for me to engage. And so it almost felt like a nearly film. If it just nailed a few areas that ultimately let it down, it really could have elevated it into something, you know, quite special. And some critics did really like this, gave it four out of five. Yeah, but for me, as I said, don't get me wrong, I liked it. It's a great film to go and see at the cinema because of the names attached and the director. Uh, yes, there's a level yeah. of expectation, isn't there? Yeah, or, or actually on that, I mean, it only cost $20 million to make. And when you think about it, The Haunting in Venice, which is produced by Ridley Scott, that would cost a lot, a lot more, cost about $60 million to make that did. But this has exceeded by far what the other film has made. And it's already exceeded $139 million worldwide gross. And it's only been out for a couple of weeks. So it's doing quite well. And I think it's just because it's got strong actors in this film and, and it's led by a, a great director in it as well. So I'm wondering, is it? do you think it could be the writing that's let it down? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think so, because I, and it's a common criticism of, Ridley Scott, isn't it? That his films look great, but he's not great at the storytelling. I remember when I watched Martian, The Martian, I and mean, it was the first time in a long time, but well, really since Gladiator. Between Gladiator and The Martian, everything he did was exactly as you could expect. But mm. the story and the script didn't quite work. Whereas The Martian, it's the first time in ages, I felt he, he it all came, it kind of came together. And I, I thought it. that was a yeah. really, you know, I know we both like that film, it was great. But for me, yeah, there was something about the writing of those characters in particular that I just, I don't know whether they should have made them slightly more sympathetic. I don't know what you could have done because Mm -hmm. the relationship is the relationship, right? It was a strange, chaotic relationship. Yeah, I have to say Phoenix and Kirby plays um, played their roles really, really well. They are both excellent actors. And, uh, yeah, I think it could be the writing that lets it down. But Vanessa's got four... I call her Vanessa. No, so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby's got uh, four more films coming up, including Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. I would say her character is slightly similar in that film as it is as Josephine, I would say. She's a bit of a tease, isn't she, in that film as well. And then she's also going to be in Fantastic Four. And you've got Joaquin uh, Phoenix, who's in Polaris, and he's also got Joker 2 coming up, which I mentioned with Lady Gaga. That's going to be in that film. So, yeah, um, give me your rating. What do you reckon? I'm going to give it seven because of the spectacle of it. And I've got a soft spot for Eddie Scott. So I'll give it, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, and Gladiator 2 is coming out soon as well. I think they're making it at the moment. I'm not sure what it's going to be like. I know, but, uh, God. Yeah, yeah. What an actor Yeah, You're giving it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven as well. I just felt unengaged. I had times where I had long blinks, I'm going to be honest, in the cinema. Could be because I was tired or I I just wasn't in, as engaged as I, I would like to have been. But I felt a little bit disappointed from a, a great director on this one. So, so yeah. So that's our reviews for the films this week. And what are we going to watch next? We are going to watch, I it's probably the biggest film that's been released for Christmas time, which is Wonka. So we are going to review this as a newbie, of course. That's with Timothy Chamelay as Wonka. And Olivia Coleman, we've got Hugh Grant. He um, looks funny, Hugh Grant. Which, yes. yeah, it's in the trailer, he, it's brilliant. Exactly. 
it's a good list of British actors, got Matt yeah. Lucas, Tom Davis. It's, I mean, and this is from the makers of Paddington, isn't it? So you think by all accounts, it, it very much, from what I've seen, delivers on its promise. So I think it's going to be a good movie to watch for the holidays coming. And, and then, yeah, we're going to do a bit of a binge watch, aren't we, of films that are on demand at the moment. So we've got a family switch with Jennifer Garner. That's on Netflix. We're going to watch that We've got Genie on Sky TV with Melissa McCarthy. We've got Candy Cane Lane on Amazon Prime with Eddie Murphy. And then Best Christmas Ever, ever with Heather Graham as well, which is on which? Best Christmas Ever is on Netflix. Netflix. So, um, yeah, real good. As is, as is Family Switch, I think you mentioned as well. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to watch those and come back with a little bit of feedback for our Christmas episode. And, you know, it falls on me to, i tell you what we could do. Right, how about this? We should do a Christmas quiz and we just take it in turns. I ask you a question, you ask me a question. Okay. Five each, as normal. Okay. And it's a head-to-head. And I was going to say the theme could be Christmas movies, but then we may end up having the same questions. Maybe have some backup questions just in case <laughs> just in case we've got some questions that are quite similar should we do yes, that let's let's do that let's oh, do okay. that don't make them too hard <laughs> no you are this... you are the quiz champion at the moment aren't you oh five out of five well i mean i can't beat that and to be fair we've had god knows how many episodes it's the first time any of us have got five out of five question thought... for you rob oh, what okay. do you class yeah. as a christmas movie though I class Christmas movie if it's got a Christmas tree in it and they're celebrating Christmas. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. That's why Die Hard is, would be a Christmas movie, right? Because they are celebrating Christmas. I think you're right. It's got to happen at Christmas time. I think that's a very good one. There has to be a Christmas tree somewhere and there has to be some kind of celebration. If albeit somebody or a group have to be celebrating Christmas, not necessarily the main characters. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, got the brief, ready, ready to rock and roll. I love a bit of a challenge. Yeah, let's and, go for it. You know, not that anyone's going to see, but if you fancy bringing any Christmas attire along to the podcast, well, why not? I will have a mulled wine, without a doubt, and a mince yep. pie. Sounds good. I will not have a mulled wine because it makes me ill. <laughs> Does it? Does it really? <laughs> yeah, I can't drink red wine or mulled wine. Yeah, I think I had, when I was a student, I may have had too much. <laughs> red wine or sangria with a couple of friends and uh i've not been able to drink red wine since have you tried though i've had a sip and it makes me ill okay then the only, i think i reason... poisoned myself at university well, that, might to well, be that, that might well be the case but i i remember drinking a lot of cheap bulgarian yeah. red wine when i was 17 16 17 18 whatever as you as we all did in a field somewhere and I have such horrific memories of how that made me feel that for years, I wouldn't go near red wine because it was a psychological thing. But no, I've I tried it a little bit, it. but it, it is, you broke through it. I still have not broken through it. And it's been okay. many years since I was at university. It's obviously something far more serious <laughs> with you then. Fair enough. What about yeah. white, but white wine's all right, isn't white it? White wine's fine, but diff- it's, um, isn't there? Yes, you're right. What's the, uh, it's not, is it the grape? Not the grape, it's something in red wine. It's not the sulfides, is it? The sulfites. There's something in it, yeah. Alcohol, maybe that, is that it? Maybe, al- no, alcohol I'm generally quite fine with. <laughs> 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 
okay say no it's more it's the season to be jolly la 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 yeah <laughs> right okay well i'm actually do you know what i'm actually going to sit down tonight and i'm actually going to watch uh, one of these Christmas films. It's either going to be Genie or Best mm. Christmas Ever. So I don't think my husband will watch Genie with me. <laughs> I think he'll think it's a chick flick or something like that. But let's oh. see. Okay. Let's see. Right. Well, let's leave it there then. Yeah. Make sure you get all your Christmas shopping done. But in factual fact, by the next time we do the podcast, you better have got your Christmas shopping done. Then it is going to be close. I know. Too yeah. close. Too all close. Right. Definitely. Thanks. Okay. Thanks Good very luck. much, Rob. Thanks, Good listeners. Luck. Good luck, everyone, with your Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. See you later. Right. Bye. Bye.